Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. I have to admit that if I were in their sandals and I was there present and I didn't fully understand who Jesus is, I would have the same reaction. Here's this guy and he is claiming to have the ability to forgive sins. What right does Jesus of Nazareth, who obviously is just a man like the rest of us, what right does he have to forgive sins? Such a statement is truly blasphemous. And so I say that their reaction was strong, but it was righteous in the context. And that leads me to truth point number three, because that's exactly the the point. If Jesus were just a man like us, then declaring sins forgiven would be blasphemy, right? But if he is God, then he's only acting according to his authority. Now, it appears that their concerns that we see recorded here were not voiced in such a way that the folks around them were able to hear them or know it. I mean, perhaps they were whispering to one another. Perhaps they didn't even open their mouths. Perhaps they were simply thinking these things in their heart. So imagine the shock when Jesus poses two questions to them that directly relate to what they're thinking or secretly discussing. Jesus says to them first, why do you question in your hearts? So, you know, imagine that you're sitting there thinking something really negative about me and you, and you just got this little grin on your face and you, you, there's no outward sign that you're thinking anything negatively. And all of a sudden I look at you and I point my finger and I say, why are you thinking blank, blank, blank about me? <gasps> Wouldn't that be a shock? How do you know that? How do you know that? I mean, here is this man, right? And he is, he is, he is exposing the thoughts of my inner person. And then he goes to this second question which is where we've been heading all along. He says, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, rise and walk? Well, anybody with half a consciousness knows that the, the answer to that question, right? It is much easier to pronounce your sins are forgiven you. Why is it so much easier? (laughs) Because whether your sins are forgiven or whether they're not is not open to public display. Who can say with authority whether they are forgiven or aren't forgiven? Because it's just not out there for everybody to be able to see it. But to say, rise and walk, well, uh, if nothing happens then you know you have an imposter on your hands. But if a verifiable paralytic gets up, takes up his bed, and walks, well, then you must consider that the one making the statement is the real deal. And with that rationale hanging in the air in that that room where they were meeting 
Jesus makes an astounding statement backed up by an astounding miracle. Having asked the question, he says, that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Now, if you or I would have said that to this man, he'd still be laying there 2,000 years later because we don't have the ability to do that. We don't have that kind of authority. But when the man who was verifiably paralyzed immediately, that's what it says in the passage, immediately rose up, picked up his bed, and headed out the door, there could be only one conclusion. Jesus is God because he has authority to heal and to forgive sin. That's the only logical conclusion you can reach. Now, before I give you truth point number four, I want to throw out a caution because I'm, I'm concerned that what I'm about to lay out there, some of you may have a strong, and I don't know if I want to say it righteous, but you'll have a strong reaction. <laughs> You may, you may. So I want to caution you to let it soak in and think about it and listen to my explanation before uh, you throw eggs up here. Truth point number four. God does not expect us to believe the unbelievable, i.e., to conjure up blind faith. He reveals himself offering evidence that his claims are real, and he calls us to trust him based on the evidence he provides. Some of you may be cringing, but let me tell you, Jesus backs this up. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 records an encounter Jesus had where he made the claim that he was the Son of God. And some of the people rose up against him, began picking up stones because they were going to stone him. They were going to stone him for blaspheming uh, the name of God. And I want you to take note in verse 32 what begins to happen. So the people are upset, they've bent over, they've got some stones, they're ready to hurl them, and Jesus says, hey, I've shown you many good works from the Father. From which of them are you going to stone me? And they replied, well, it's not for a good work that we're going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. If I am not doing the works of my Father, and that's important because when he said my Father, he is, he is obviously referring to Yahweh. He is not referring to Joseph. He's referring to God. If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you don't believe me, in other words, even if you don't believe my words, then believe the works. Believe what you see so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. Listen to me. Jesus understood the difficulty of taking the word of a person who otherwise appears to be just a man. He understood that. So he invites them to consider what they have seen. And then to believe in him because of the evidence provided. 2,000 years later, we say, well, how does that work here today in our time? Pastor, I've, I, I have, uh, what, what evidence do we have? 
I've never witnessed a verifiable miracle. I've never seen water turn to wine. I've never seen the dead raised to life. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've, I've not seen any of those either. But, but have we, listen to me carefully, have we not, have we not witnessed the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Oh, I, I realize we have not witnessed that with our physical eyes. But do we not have ample proof? I mean, for 2,000 years, that testimony that Jesus rose from the dead has gone out time and time again. And, 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 and despite the best efforts of people who wanted to disprove it or to discount it, the cross and the resurrection and the claim of their truthfulness still stand. They serve as proof to the claims that Jesus make. Have we not seen how the cross and the resurrection can impact a life and radically change them? Have we not seen that? Have we not even encountered that in ourselves? Well, if we have, then the evidence is there. And so when Jesus asks us to believe, he doesn't just say, oh, have blind faith. Just step off the cliff and expect I'm going to catch you. No, he he gives you evidence. He gives you proof. He shows you who he is. And then he says, trust me. That's what he's doing that day. Still is what he's doing today through the preaching of the gospel. Well, speaking of aftermath, verse 26, as we would expect, having seen someone from their own town, a verifiable paralytic take up his bed and walk home under his own power all because Jesus spoke the words of healing, there was amazement. There was going to be praise. Lifting of hands and shouting and dancing. and There was going to be praise. And, and, and there was going to be, for some, awe or fear because... It, they just can't wrap their, their minds or their arms around what they've just seen. But what every, everybody was going to agree to is that strange things had happened there that day. Even those whose hearts were set against the miracle worker, they had to say, wow, strange things have happened here today. They could not deny, at least in the moment, what was clearly in front of their face. Now, for the residents, those who lived in Capernaum, for the visiting officials of Judaism, for the four men who brought their friend, and for the man who received the healing, that day there was undeniable proof that Jesus was no ordinary man. Now, with that proof in front of them, they could try to explain it one of three ways. They could first say, well, you know, I think this thing was all prearranged. And uh, somehow, with a sleight of hand, uh, Jesus was able to make us think he did something really grand. People make those kind of assumptions, right? One could claim that the miracles were empowered by Satan himself. That what Jesus was doing, he was simply going around being used of the devil to try to draw good God-fearing Jews away from Yahweh and get them into some kind of devilish cult. 
And, in fact, that claim was made and that accusation was made a little later on in his ministry. Or, one could accept that Jesus, yes, he stands before us a man, but he's obviously more than a man because he possesses the power that only God can generate And since he possesses the power that only God can generate, he must therefore be the Messiah. Three things, three ways that all of those people present might have tried to explain away what they saw, but what no one could do, no one could do this, not even the religious leaders who were there to find fault, no one could remain positionless. No one could remain opinionless. You were going to either be drawn to him or you were going to be repelled from him. There was no middle ground. There was no fence riding. You were on one side or the other. And the same, my friend, remains today. When the gospel is presented, when Jesus is lifted up as the Son of God and only Savior for mankind, one of two things always happens. People are either drawn to him or they are repelled from him. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.